Warning! This episode contains foul language, religious and apocalyptic themes, and mentions of vaccines and homophobia. Podcast for all things strange and unusual, dark and eerie, suspenseful and scary, and everything that makes you say WTF. Each week we get to hang out and chat about something weird, and this week is the premiere of season six. And according to iTunes, our 200th episode. What? Wow, 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 wow. Oh, that's amazing. We're starting this season off with a bang. A big bang, actually. Or maybe it's a soft whimper. Every religion has one. It's inevitable. And maybe, if you're lucky, you'll never see it. This week, we're talking about the apocalypse. Will global warming kill us all? Will it be followed by four horsemen? Will there be chosen ones taken to heaven on a comet? Let's see if we can get to the bottom of the end of the world. My name is Ashley, and this is my co-host, Lauren. Hello, weirdos. And boy, is it good to be back. It is. Literally at the top of my notes, I wrote, keep it weird season premiere. We're back, baby. We're back, baby. <laughs> and yeah. like, I thought I'd be the only one reading that, but no, you all need to know my excitement. No. I'm so happy to be back. So happy to be back. I can't even tell you. It's good for the soul. It really is. Yeah. I mean, the past couple months have been very busy. There's truly no way I could have done the podcast no. and everything that I've done. Yep. Uh, but I'm settled. I'm ready. I'm in my new podcast studio, which Yay. currently is just kind of a dark room. But That's okay. The fact nice. that you have feels right. yeah, a space to yourself that is your designated podcast space is still amazing. Like, this is what we've dreamed of. It really is. And honestly, it's, it's all just about laziness because now... I don't have to break down all my equipment when I'm done yep. recording. There's I just no walk take away. down and set up. Yeah, that's truly the it's dream. It's incredible. It really, really is. I'm so happy for you, even though I'm still mourning your loss. It's been tough, guys, not having Ashley in the same city as me, but we've luckily, we've had bonus episodes and things to chat about, so I still feel like she's very much in my life. It's just, I know she's not close, and it hurts. <laughs> well, the good news is I live an hour away from your parents. It's true. So next time <laughs> I visit them, I get to see her. Um, and also, guys, hi, hello, welcome back, and we're hey so happy that you're still with us and that you gave us time off. Also, I just want to say, uh, we plan to open the season with an apocalypse series long before the world's current events were taking place. Mm -hmm. So I, I hope you don't think that this is in uh, bad taste. For the record, I don't believe that we're on the cusp of World War Three for real, um, especially yeah. now that the tides seem to be turning for old pooty pants. But... It is Agreed. kind of a scary time, so we apologize if the subject material strikes a nerve right now, and, and uh, obviously our hearts go out to Ukraine. And any of our um, Ukrainian listeners, I know we have some listeners in re Ukraine, whether you are Ukraine yourself or you're stationed in Ukraine, we hope you're doing okay. And if you have family in Ukraine, too, I feel like family, some people have written yeah. that. Yeah, where our hearts go out to you, we're thinking of you, and... Yeah, I really, it does seem like things are taking a turn. I really hope it stays that way. But man, it's, it's been heavy lately. Scary we, time. That's part of the reason that we wanted to, you know, like, come back, you know, start recording again and get back yeah. in. Cause we're like, hey, it's a tough time. And I know some people like to listen to our podcast as an escape, which we love to hear and so appreciate. And we also like to have this escape of recording it and chatting mm -hmm. with each other for hours on end. So feels like it's needed right now and we're we're happy to be back in in your ear holes while insanity is all around us 
Yeah, I mean, it's nothing we haven't been saying for the last, like, two years about the world being a heavy, dark, sad sure, place right yeah. now. But obviously, here we go again. Another mm-hmm. season with some crummy world events. And uh, we're here for you. And we know yeah. you're here for us. So thank yeah. you. Thank you, guys. We love you. And right. welcome to season six. Welcome to season six, 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 six. six. Um, apocalypse, apocalypse. <laughs> end of the world, end times. Uh, Lauren, why don't you start us off today? All right, I'm going to kick us off with you know a little a little theory, a little tale that I thought was quite interesting. Um, before Ashley takes her deep dive, I wanted to talk about how a zombie apocalypse is actually something that could kind of happen, which is insane. Uh... Honestly, my least favorite genre of horror movie. Same. And we've talked but about that before, but still. Terrifying. It's, yeah, it's still terrifying. I don't watch all of the zombie movies, and I'm sorry to say I never got into Walking Dead. I know some people like I that tried. show is their life. Yeah, <laughs> I tried. I really tried. I couldn't get into it. But nevertheless, like whatever me and Ashley think about zombie movies, like they've taken over the world. They've taken over Hollywood. People love them, but also fear them. And I mean, same here. Even if I don't watch the movies, like that is terrifying to think of that actually happening. But um, the good news to all of us, watching these movies and you know seeing this genre being out there as we would say well that that could never happen you know the dead would never rise and start feeding on the living so at least it's unrealistic and yes that part of it probably is I don't think anyone's going to come out of their graves but there is a possibility of humans becoming zombie like zombie ish basically being like taken over losing control becoming fearless just due to some sort of virus or parasite It would just take a small evolution of a virus already existing or an already existing parasite to bring humans to a zombie-like state, which is bonkers town. And we've seen... (laughs) We've seen parasites do this with certain types of bugs already. Ashley and I kind of talked about this the other day. Like there's ants whose like heads explode. Is that what it is? Yeah, it's like a parasite. It's a parasite that gets in them and goes to their brain and then grows their and controls their motor functions to make them climb high into trees because the whole point is they want to spread their spores that's all parasites do is that they want to get in yeah they try to spread so they control their motor systems to make them climb as high as they can and then they eventually burst out of their brain uh killing them and sending their spores to infect other ants and it's a literal nightmare literal nightmare yeah like it's happening with uh, also cicadas too. There is a fungus. Oh, I think God. it's. It looks like parasites turning. All I can see is the cicada fungus is what people were um, calling it. Calling but yeah, it. it's like cicadas. They're getting their brains, you know, turned into mush and basically being mind controlled by this, this type of parasite I, that is getting I, inside their brains. I, I know. I, and you just I lose don't all want function it in my brain. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, it sounds awful. <laughs> no, thank so. You. It's, It's happening to bugs. And I also think somebody even posted on our Keep It Weird Facebook page at one point the video of that snail. It was called the zombie snail that had been taken over by Parasite. And it had like colorful spirals whirling around in its eyes. It weirdly looked cool. It almost looked like an art project. But nope. It was a parasite inside this zombie that had completely taken over its brain. It took, you know, away all of its functions. It was running the show. And again, so it would eventually burst out and go into other creatures. So that's always the goal. We see it happening with smaller creatures all around the world. And it could happen to us. There is a parasite called Toxoplasmosa gondii, and it is known currently to infect the brains of rodents. And the parasite can manipulate the rodent's behavior to make it completely fearless, especially around cats, which is the parasite's main goal. The parasite is looking to get on some cats because it knows it can spread as soon as it makes it to the mother kitten. And correct me if I'm wrong, it doesn't actually harm cats. No, it won't harm the cat, but it's looking to get to the cat. And it's like, this is how I can then move around. And like, if the cat eats the rodent, it can get into the cat system and then like coming out through, I forget exactly how it works once it like leaves the cat, but yes, that's how it'll spread. It has something to do with spreading through the feces. Fecal matter, yeah. Yeah, of cats. 
And I didn't necessarily go into the science of that part because that wasn't the focus. It was more that this parasite exists to totally make that rodent lose control and think, oh, I'm not afraid of cats. I'm just going to go sprinting towards this animal that wants to murder me. And they're, they're going to their death. All caution is lost. And what worries scientists is how similar rats and humans are, which is why yeah, we're why always we using, yep, we're testing drugs and, you know, they help us with so many medical breakthroughs, which is wonderful, but it's like we use them for a reason. It, they have this, you know, sim- we have similarities with them in our brains that have scientists thinking like, oh shit, this could absolutely happen. And even worse, it's already believed that half of humans around the world have a dormant version of this parasite in their brains already in the form of harmless cysts. Um, like if you go in for a brain scan or, you know, any kind of scan where they're seeing what's going on, you know, it's like, oh, you have this cyst, but like, it's benign. We have nothing to worry about, but it could absolutely be that parasite just parasite, parasite lying in wait. But technically it's a parasite. A parasite. <laughs> <laughs> I know. New term. Everyone remember. Yeah, these just lying in wait, basically. And for some people who have, you know, big immune deficiencies, the parasite is able to partially take over and bust out of that cyst. And people who, you know, have this parasite active and have immunocompromised bodies, they have been linked to schizophrenia and suicidal tendencies. So we've even seen a little bit of what it can do to humans. And, you know, like being schizophrenic and being suicidal, that doesn't make you a zombie. I'm absolutely not saying that, but it's showing that this parasite has power is basically what they're seeing. And uh, University of California has been studying this parasite for a while now. Um, They're the ones that first kind of started to come out and say, this is a lot more powerful than we thought. And like, don't sleep on this parasite everybody like remember that it exists basically they came forward and said they started testing the parasite on mice and it was the same thing as with the rats they were ultimately unfazed by the presence of a predator once they became infected with the parasite they just threw caution to the wind and ran right towards danger like killing themselves basically on a suicide mission and so this woman named wendy ingham who was a part of the study at university of california said The idea that this parasite knows more about our brains than we do and has the ability to exert desired change in complicated rodent behavior is absolutely fascinating. And Toxoplasma has done a phenomenal job of figuring out mammals' brains in order to enhance its transmission through a very complicated life cycle. So basically they're saying like we are blown away by this parasite and haven't seen anything like it and what it's doing to rodents can absolutely like happen to us if it keeps evolving and figuring out new ways. It's just getting smarter and smarter. So that's one thing we all get to be scared of everybody, the zombie apocalypse. Um and but like, we no already know, we've seen over the past 2 years how people react to vaccines. So we know that if something like a zombie apocalypse were to happen, like I think before COVID, we were like, well, people will be smart. No, no, they won't. They will not be smart about it. And we're fucked. Yep. The way we all reacted to the pandemic showed that like we are completely fucked because a zombie apocalypse clearly would be much worse. Clearly would be horrible. I mean, literally, I looked this up the other day. I was kind of shocked because I was like, how many people have died? Because a lot of the times you just pay attention to the numbers in your own country. Right. Six million people have died of COVID. It's insane. That is a huge. So many people. I know. Um. And, uh, yeah. yeah, and there's still some people who are like, some shots and blah, and it's like, you exactly. better fucking hope that I this know. is the worst pandemic we have in your lifetime, sir. That's or what ma'am, I always think. Because you're not going to make it. <laughs> you will definitely be plucked off first, I can tell you that. And just the way, yeah, like, the way everyone, like, panicked and ran to the stores and tried to get supplies, which, like, I get is a real thing. And, like, if a zombie apocalypse were to happen, like, yes, we would want to, like, all get our supplies and hunker down in our homes. But just, like, that our country was also so unprepared for that as far as supply. It's like, Mm -hmm. we're just, we're just not ready for it. And now we realize, gosh, this is such a downer. I'm sorry, guys. Now we (laughs) realize, too, like, how much our government is not there for us yep so because like i always assumed my whole life like if something were to happen like a pandemic our government would make sure we were taken care of 
Yeah. And now yep. that's hilarious because no, they wouldn't. All we got was $1,400 yep. for two years. It was a joke. It was an actual <laughs> joke. <laughs> and I got a free COVID test in the mail like three weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, two, those, two those years little boxes. Two years into a pandemic. Like I'm uh, literally shocked, which yep. is another reason that I moved to like a, you know, smaller like a place with less people because it's just mm-hmm. like when shit hits the fan, which in my lifetime probably will, I don't want to be stuck in Los Angeles. I know. Fair. Totally fair. There's just so many people here and it's going to be many. complete and utter chaos. These parasites better not evolve. I tell you what. I had one more point to make on the zombie apocalypse. I wanted okay. to say that the parasite is only just one thing, y'all. That's one thing that could turn That's people just into one zombies. one option. <laughs> Um, because this other guy, his name is Dr. Ben Newman. He's a professor of virology at the University of Reading. He believes that a virus such as rabies could also evolve and conquer humanity. And when you really think about it, like, yes, rabies makes animals like so insane right now that it's like if that evolved and could have the same effect on humans. Because like, I mean, like if a human gets bit by a rabid dog, like, yes, you have to get a bunch of shots and you might, you know, like feel not great afterwards but i don't think you start foaming at the mouth the way an animal does yet however that absolutely could happen if it keeps evolving and gets to a point where it will affect us the same way it affects animals and so as close as parasites are getting the real threat and actually probably like the threat that like would actually happen is that like a virus that we just haven't discovered yet that hasn't you know run into human form yet is out there and just waiting and if you see how dogs act when they have rabies that is a very scary thought exactly i think of cujo and that would be humans like foaming at the mouth and gnashing that feels like actual zombies so that really terrifies me and it's like again what we've seen with covid and how like yes there are viruses all the time that evolve and get worse and can make you more sick than they ever have before we know that this can happen and we just have to pray it's not in our lifetime and we don't have to see it when you have to do your part to prevent it because that's the thing with viruses the way they evolve is they evolve by being able to stay in systems in people's systems so the reason we've had all these variants of covid is because it keeps getting passed on and it's allowed time to change and evolve and become something stronger and worse and that's why you know getting vaccinated is not just like to i don't know you you know the argument but it's it's like it's (laughs) we don't have to it also eradicates disease like you need to like if if we just didn't do anything about covid and it just kept changing and kept evolving and kept growing who fucking knows what it would turn into like something horrific so yeah so if people just decided like oh we don't need to worry about rabies anymore or we don't need to worry about you know we don't have polio anymore first of all yeah polio still exists Um, but you know you get to the point you know there's so many people that are are like why do our kids need all these shots and it's like hey remember like uh, 200 years ago where we lived to be like 50 yep and the reason we most babies died vaccinations we got literally that's why that's why babies need all the shots you don't want to give your baby all the shots that's fine but you might be contributing to the fall of man exactly sleep with that sleep with that anti-vaxxers i know having a baby made me so much more protective against anti-vaxxers i just i truly can't but that is not what this episode is about Just basically saying that, like, yes, because of viruses mutating all the time, which we've seen with COVID, like, we now know that this is very, very possible. And there are absolutely viruses and parasites just hanging out in nature, waiting to evolve, waiting to latch on to us and turn us into a whole bunch of zombies. But... The good news with all of this is the CDC did put out guidelines. They've got for a plan, a guys. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of you have read it. It was a big news story because they uh, it came out like in 2020 when everyone was reading, you know, the guidelines for COVID. People right. also discovered 
the zombie apocalypse and it kind of became this joke getting you know passed around and even though the cd said like hey it is kind of like a tongue-in-cheek campaign and like we're trying to put smiles on people's faces because everything is horrible right now they were saying like hey but these are also real guidelines because they're like again stuff happens and they want to be ready for anything they're trying to be prepared for every situation so they basically said like yeah, we're going to conduct an investigation. If we think a zombie apocalypse is upon us, we investigate, we check these people out. We're, you know, looking if it's a disease outbreak, what kind of assistance do the states need? We need to determine the cause. Where's the source? Just like anything else. And then grab your emergency kits, just like you would with an earthquake and hunker down, basically. So they're they're trying to keep us ready for when we become rabid, crazy people. Well, good. That's the good news of the day. <laughs> We're so good at being light and happy on this show. And I mean, it's a talent. you know what? If you don't laugh, you cry. And uh, <laughs> I don't Gosh. have the energy to cry. Nope. Gosh darn it. it. Gosh darn it. I actually read uh, or I saw a TikTok recently. Again, this is a little, it's not off topic, but it is a little bit. Um, but this guy was talking about like what to do if the United States does get nuked in these scary times. And also like everyone needs to go pull out a map right now Mm -hmm. and, you know, fold it into a globe or get a globe. If you have a globe, even better, but I know those are less rare and just check out where Russia is. Cause I feel like a lot of people are like, it's all the way over uh, on the other side of the world. No, 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 no. They're literally our neighbors. They're just on the other side. You have to remember that the earth is round. I think people yeah. forget that. <laughs> I know that there's a rumor going around that earth is flat. It's not. You it just is round. defended all the flat earthers um, who listen Literally, to there's a part of Alaska that like fucking touches Russia. Like they're right there. Yeah. So they're if the United States think. were to get nuked, the thing is most of our anti-air uh, craft or anti-air whatever missiles and and whatnot would stop most of the nukes Mm -hmm. but it might not stop all of the nukes which is a very scary thought very unlikely but if it does happen like what do you do um and this guy was saying I, i saw a couple people agree with him too this guy was saying stay in your house Because a lot of people are going to think, oh, I need to get away from like nuclear fallout or whatever. Obviously, if you're not a direct hit. So I need to get in my car. Do not get in your car and try and drive. One, your car provides like no protection from nuclear fallout. And so many people are going to be trying to do that. You're literally going to get stuck on a freeway. You'll just be stuck in traffic. Everyone will be crashing. And then you're stuck in your tiny metal box that has no protection. Or you're just out in the street screaming at people. So So the best thing to do is literally don't leave your house. Which is why you should have a stock of food. Some canned food. Some dry goods. Make sure you have water, etc. And stay home. Close your windows and stay home. Which is, I mean, that's the advice for, you know, a lot of disasters. I feel like LA had, I think it was 2019. Yes, because Wilder was born. The big earthquake? There was that really big earthquake in like July. And Alex was home alone with Wilder, who was just a teeny tiny baby at the time. And I was in Palm Springs for a bachelorette party. And Alex like was like laying over Wilder. He was that scared because our walls were shaking so bad and stuff was falling off the walls. And he was like, I have to lay on top of my baby right now. We're going to die. And then I'm in Palm Springs. I can't lie. We were all standing outside by the pool. So it was a little harder to feel. But we looked over and the entire pool was like sloshing back and forth and coming up over the sides. And it looked like something out of a movie. So anyway... We, me and Alex came back together. Like I FaceTimed him right after that. We were both like shaking and freaking out. That's all it took for us to buy two earthquake kits. So we now like have a bunch of supplies stowed away in our closets. We're just like, hey, if we thought that was bad, what is this inevitable big one that everyone's talking about going to do? So get a kit. Just be prepared. When Joe and I, when that earthquake happened, we panicked. First of all, we were watching, it was the 4th of July. We were watching Independence Day. Yes. And the aliens had just showed up. (laughs) So when it happened, 
We were like, they're here. And like, we did what you're not supposed to do. We literally ran outside. We yeah. ran out of the apartment because it was I've a long that. one too. We yes. ran outside and ran into the parking lot and we're just standing there and we were like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And we finally went up and then I, I Googled immediately like what to do if it was an earthquake. And the first thing was like, don't go outside. Yep. <laughs> I know. I've I absolutely like, done that dead. I know. I've done it too because it sounds right in your head. Like, well, I don't want the yeah. roof to come falling down on me or this and that. So I've, I've run outside before too but now i know (laughs) stay indoors bitch (laughs) get under that table bitch all right well back to the end of the world so (laughs) today i'm going to be talking about the 144,000 have you heard of the 144,000 i have and i but i don't like i know absolutely nothing like you are absolutely going to educate me but i i know a little bit and i'm so curious to hear what information you have. Cool. Will I be chosen? So, will I be chosen? Will I be one? Well, according to the Bible, no, but we'll get <laughs> to it. It's okay. So, uh, before I get into it, I, I do have to say numbers are pretty popular when it comes to the apocalypse. Yeah, um, sure. You've got the number of the beast, 666. Uh, December 21st, 2012 is when the Mayan calendar ended and we were supposed to collide with planet x or something Mm -hmm. and then also you know when the clock struck midnight january 1st 2000 we were sure that our financial system would collapse boy did we i was so scared of y2k as a little child i didn't even know why i was just told to be scared (laughs) i still to this day am like because computer time like i don't understand what we were so afraid of but nothing happened i just know we had a lot of canned food so The the prophecy of the 144,000 and its numerological significance gets pretty crazy. But to start it off, we have to go back to the basics. And by that, I mean the basic bitch chapter of the Bible known as the Book of Revelation. Book of Revelation. Honestly, these episodes should just be called Book of Revelation because I think we're going (laughs) to mention it a whole lot. Probably so. As a Lutheran school dropout, I can't tell you how much I always looked forward to studying the book of Revelation just for no one to ever really get into it. Did you have this problem in church? Like that nobody actually talked about it? Yeah, like they didn't really get super into it. It was like skimmed over. Yeah, because I don't know. I was raised in a Catholic school and it was the same thing. Like we're going to mass every Thursday when you're in Catholic school. You know, it's like you had to go Thursday and Sunday. They're reading passages from the Bible, but it was like the study of the book of Revelation never really happened. Like it was mentioned and it was said how, you know, there was like a darkness to it. But that was about it. Uh, I, I don't know. Like... For a long time, I thought, oh, maybe it's because we were 12 and right. they didn't want to scare the were shit out of us. us. Yeah. But I actually looked it up because I was like, is it just me or did we never really get into the, in arguably the coolest book of the Bible? <laughs> I know. It's actually the most exciting. We should have read it. I would have liked it more. So apparently, um, many Western churches actually don't touch on Revelation much. And the reasons oh. are kind of interesting. Um, for some churches, they see the book as too controversial. I don't know what that means. Yeah. All, all fucking books of the Bible are controversial. They're all horrifying. So I don't know why. Yeah, there's definitely tears in other chapters. I don't know why this one is the one where it's like, don't even touch it. Like, it, it probably is the it. darkest one, but it's still like, okay, but it's in there. You can't every, just ignore it. Every single chapter of the Bible is like rape, pillage, murder, right. babies are dead. Like, and the also, whole world gets wiped out. And it's like, why is this this one book too controversial? Well, and also the way that people put all trust into the Bible and say, like, this is the book. These are the rules. I follow it until I die. It's like, okay, well, you have to include the book of Revelation in that too then and share it with the world. Some churches, so the idea that God will soon punish the world and sinners isn't a super positive message. And a lot of churches prefer to focus on the nicer parts of the Bible, like hating gay people for no reason. (laughs) (laughs) For absolutely no reason. Uh, apparently it was taught quite a bit, uh, back in the day. And then in the seventies, there was a huge revival of Jesus people. And by that, I mean like Jesus is returning people. And a lot of churches in the West were like totally geared up for Christ's return and were convinced it was happening. And then when it didn't, people started to like lose heart and enthusiasm waned quite a bit. So as a whole, the church started focusing on more happiness in the here and now on earth and making this world a better place etc and they kind of like left off um the 
crazy, scary end times. But mm-hmm. I'm obviously not talking about all churches. In fact, the more intense and evangelical churches definitely do focus quite a bit on revelation, especially these days as politics and religion become more and more intertwined in some circles. Yeah. And also, unfortunately, a lot of religious teachings use fear-based tactics to garner membership. Like when I was trying to do my research and I typed in apocalypse or like the, the revelation or whatever, a ton of like church websites came up. And it would say like in the description, the end times are near, blah, 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 or the the Jesus will return, blah, 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 blah. But when I would click on these links, because I do want to read what different yeah. churches have what to do say. What do they believe in? It would just go to the church's main website. It was literally just trying to get you to find these churches. And I was yes. like... Well, I mean, think of, listen, I know you're an Illinois girl now, but think of almost every corner in Los Angeles. There's those people with megaphones and signs, and that's like exactly what they're shouting. They're in the streets saying like, Jesus is coming. The end times are near. Repent for your sins now so you make it into heaven. And then like, if you were to go up and talk to that guy, it's like, oh yeah, head to this church down the street. And that's what they're talking about. I want to talk to that guy because (laughs) I want to be like, hey, have you ever fucking heard of the boy who cried wolf? You asshole. It's when happened. it actually does happen, time. you're going to be out there being like, no, seriously this time. And we'll be like, no, seriously this time. <laughs> You've been out there for 30 percent. years. You've been I out there know. my whole life. And I know you were out there beforehand. Like, right. what are you doing? What are you doing? But anyway, back to the 144,000. So we all know about the rapture. It's a wild and crazy time when Christ returns to reign on earth and a bunch of clothing is left floating around because we all... Um, all the true believers get taken up to heaven with God before his wrath is poured out onto the rest of humanity. Yep. But, you know, here's the thing, though. Will our clothes be, will our clothes come with us? I, see, that's the thing. Yeah, they always show, like, the pile of clothes and our little naked bodies going up to heaven. But, like, I could see us going up there with our clothes. And then when you arrive, I'm, like, I'm saying us as if we're invited. Um, Once we get up there. We didn't get the invitation. (laughs) Once we get raptured, we get taken. Um, I always imagine myself going up in my outfit. And I get up there and Jesus is like, you look real fly, but how about you put on this white gown and sit on a cloud? Jesus gives you a hanger with a gown on it and he's like this is what you wear now here's your changing room over to the right (laughs) well uh since we're talking about revelation we're going to be focusing on that i'm going to go with the literal biblical you know rapture according to the bible literally the lord will be seen in the air and all christians will float up and join him or her and even this kind of shocked me uh, the bodies of dead believers will be resurrected and glorified, which also makes me think like, holy shit, why aren't they already in heaven? Like, right. do people just They've have just to rot chilling? in their graves until the rapture? What does this mean? Yeah, I thought you immediately went to heaven. So what? So did I. But according to Revelation, no. Unfortunately, there is a group of believers that will be left behind for the suffering and will have to endure God's wrath on earth. And those are the chosen ones, the truly holy ones who will be supernaturally gifted by God and left to evangelize the world and save the people who are left. And these are the 144,000. And no, this is not the plot of Left Behind. I thought when I was reading this, <laughs> I'm bad ex-Christian. I never saw Left Behind or read Left Behind. Mm-hmm. So when I read that, I was like, that must be what Left Behind is about. Be and then I Googled it and it uh, no. wasn't. So <laughs> throughout history, of course, of course, there have been many people who have claimed to be a part of the 144,000. Most notably, I didn't know this, most notably Jehovah's Witnesses. They're, oh, is that what they're on about when they knock yeah, on my door? I've never listened. Their movement was founded with the teaching that JWS would be, and that's the Jehovah's Witness Church, would be the 144,000 that are mentioned in the Bible, which is all well and good until the 1930s when the number of followers exceeded 144,000. And then it was like, well, hold up. Well, wait a minute. <laughs> what do we do now? It, is it just the first 144,000 to join? Is it just that join, first or? crew? We're too late. Maybe there's What's some fakers on? in there. How do we decide who gets to have supernatural powers in the apocalypse? This is really unfair. 
Even Brigham Young, the second president of the Church of Jesus Christ Latter-day Saints, claimed the Mormons were part of the 144,000, but they also grew beyond that number and had to revise their theology. Interesting. who exactly does the Bible say they are? I mean, if you truly take the Bible at its word, they are the tribe of Judah, the tribe of Reuben, the tribe of Ashur, the tribe of Naphtali, the tribe of Manasseh, the tribe of Simon, and so on and so forth. They are Jews. They are Jewish mm. people, plain and simple. Jews from very specific bloodlines, yeah. which is why churches like Jehovah's Witnesses are criticized for their Lucy Goose interpretation of the Bible, because according to them, the number 144,000 is totally literal, but their ethnicity must be allegorical. So, how do you... Oh, how does that work? Well, how do you switch your interpretation from literal to allegorical in the same sentence of the same verse? Yeah, I don't don't understand. Who gives you the power to do that? Who? Who do you think you are? Uh, The same goes for, I mean, I I don't want to, like, bring it back to this, but it's just the best example I have. The same goes for the people that choose... Uh, verses that fit their belief system on on say homosexuality but then ignore the next line about mixing fabrics and the line after about eating pig because you know that one is this and this one is you know it's the same idea it's not part of their narrative yeah you have to if you take the bible for its word you gotta take all the words yes you can't even if it's inconvenient i know but that yeah that is the story of life but Truly, the Bible is very specific about the 144,000. They are tribes of Israel. They are specifically 144,000 male Jewish virgins, period. God was very clear about this. Yeah, you better not be having sexy time or it ain't you. But here's where the 144,000 gets really interesting for me. The 144,000 isn't just in the Bible. Oh, see? I don't know about this. Educate me. It shows up in Islam. It shows up in ancient Sumerian teachings. It shows up in Native American prophecies. Wow. Most notably, in 1983, a medicine teacher, Harley Swift Deer, declared that 144,000 Sundance enlightened teachers will totally awaken in their dream mind bodies. They will begin to meet their own feathered or winged serpent wheels what, and become a major force of light to help the rest of humanity dance their dream awake. And honestly, this sounds very nice, and I will definitely I join like, in this dance. That sounds beautiful. It sounds like something <laughs> in a dream. But also, can you say that person's name again? It sounded oh, amazing. Oh, yeah. Harley Swift Deer. Wow, what a name. A name no, of power. Native American names are truly the most beautiful names on Seriously. the planet. Seriously. Seriously. Mad, mad jealous, okay? Yes, me too. Uh, 144,000 also happened to be the highest form of measurement in the Mayan calendar. Here are these fucking Mayans again. The Mayans. See, which is why you think like the Mayan calendar would have been onto something. Because mm-hmm. it's like, they they made sense in a lot of ways, but it just it didn't happen. Yeah, and when I read that, I was like, what do you mean the highest form of measurement? So I'll actually break it down for you if you care for the details. Yes, please. On the Mayan calendar, a month is 20 days. Mm -hmm. There are 18 months a year, and it adds up to 360 days. Okay. There are 20 360-day years that comprise what is known as a katun, and a baktun is 20 katun which equals 144,000 days to the end of the Mayan calendar, which happened, yes, in 2012. Ah, so that number really is everywhere. But, Mm -hmm. I mean, 2012 was incorrect, as we know, but... wait for this. Oh. The Great Pyramid was built with 144,000 casing stones. You're a liar and a thief. That's crazy. Swear to God. Uh, 144,000 casing stones, meaning the outer layer of white stones, the kind of like important stones that you see, the decorative stones. That's not how many are left on it because people have stolen them. Yeah, but sure. um, yeah, that's wow. how many stones. And the speed of light is 144,000 nautical miles per second. Well, goodness, that's just, it's too much. It's a lot. Uh, there's a lot of 
this number popping up everywhere. Everywhere. It, it has to mean something, right? <laughs> like, mean, even I if it know. doesn't mean the chosen people, but like, I are we going to see this number when we die? I just... I, <laughs> it just flashes in front of our face. <laughs> it just flashes right before your eyes shut. <laughs> the 144,000 also turns up in New Age spirituality. Oh. So supposedly the sun god Ra, yes, the Ra from the ancient Ra. Egyptian myths... Uh, was channeled and spoke about the 144,000 as well. Wow. Man. The book uh, is called The Raw Material and Ancient Astronaut Speaks, and it's supposedly an exact transcription from tape recordings of 26 sessions of communication with an extraterrestrial being. Okay. Which immediately reminded me of the book Seth Speaks that Caitlin D. talked about in mm-hmm. Season 5, Episode 15, which has an amazing title, The Greatest Discotheque in the Universe. <laughs> if anyone's interested it. in that. I bought that book and I have been reading it and it is, boy, is it it's, it's a wild ride. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. At some point in his communication, Ra said, quote, even if something as extreme as a planetary explosion were to occur at some point, the 144,000 or more Christed beings would simply move into their ascension bodies and take the rest of Earth's newly awakened people with them. Then these people will be so powerful that each of them will have the ability to pull 144,000 other humans into the higher planes of consciousness. In other words, these 144,000 you know, special people will create a quantum leap for the rest of humanity. And he ends that paragraph, uh, that thought, by saying, the dark veil that surrounds the outer atmosphere of Earth will dissolve. Dang. So that actually leads me to another New Age belief system that's present in religions such as Hinduism, Buddhism, and things that I like to refer to as scientific spirituality. The idea of deep spiritual bliss, nirvana, breaking out of the matrix... And scientific Christians call it Christ consciousness. Mm -hmm. But essentially, it's an awareness of a higher self, uh, a collective consciousness. You know that's my favorite subject. I know. I was like, the best. (laughs) You know it's my favorite. It's it's very cool. Yeah. So basically, it would be 144,000 awakened individuals who are on Earth specifically to help the rest of humanity awaken as well. Uh. And it's not clear... And the Bible isn't really clear either on whether the 144,000 will all be working on Earth at the same time. Oh, right. Like some could be above and some could be on Earth helping us corrupt well, yeah, I'm asleep thinking, people. You know, especially if you look at it in a new age way of like, we have to become enlightened people. We have to get past war and famine and you know we have to get past those ideas of me 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 and Mm -hmm. focus on us 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 and becoming you know a higher vibration of people and whether that's 144,000 people working on that at one time or is it just like special people throughout history like was Gandhi a part or Buddha was the Buddha right. part of the 144,000 throughout thinking, time. Like those people who were, you know, trying to do good yeah. for the world and trying to help people like find themselves and find the greater good within themselves. I'm like, were those, were they part of it? Yeah. That would make the most sense to me. That's what I'd like to me believe. Too. But somebody tell us if you know. <laughs> yeah, someone write in if you, if, if uh, God spoke to you directly. Are you an awakened one? Write in. So if we take all this weird 144,000 information, you can look at it in two ways. One, it's a coincidence and all these people just stole from each other, which makes it seem important when it's really all bullshit. But that's not fun. Sure. Or it's possible, like I said, there's a group of people that will either be on Earth at the same time or that have been on Earth throughout history and will continue to incarnate on earth in the future that are incredibly important for our spiritual evolution uh our salvation and our uh you know lives yeah Yeah. (laughs) our existence right yeah i really like that theory and i also i do want to wrap it up by talking about the word apocalypse while we're at it and also like throw in revelation too why not 
Let's if you it. look up the definition of apocalypse in the Oxford Dictionary, it will say the complete final destruction of the world as described in the biblical book of Revelation uh, or another um, uh, definition is an event involving destruction or damage on an awesome or catastrophic scale. But this is a really modern um, translation Ooh. because the word apocalypse is of Greek origin and it consists of the prefix apa and the suffix kaluptin, apa meaning un, and kaluptin meaning to cover. So apocalyptin and apocalypse literally translates to to uncover. Oh. And a revelation is a surprising and previously unknown fact, especially one that is made known in a dramatic way. I was about to say revelation basically means to uncover, to reveal, yeah. you know, some yeah. big truth. Aha. So. Yeah, like figuring uh -huh. something out. Yeah. So then if you take a look at like the Bible, the Bible mentions light all the time. I am the light in the way. Uh, right. Don't hide your light under a bushel. Your word is a lamp for my feet and a light into my path. In yoga, you're always referring to the light inside you, filling you up with each breath. I mean, a light bulb is the literal physical icon we have given <laughs> to ideas mm -hmm. and thoughts, yep. which are revelations. Light and darkness, constant allegories for information and knowledge and the lack thereof. Or, if you take it in a biblical term, faith and the lack thereof. So, if actual light is 144,000 nautical miles per second, and there are supposed to be 144,000 beings who are going to bring, bring knowledge or faith or light to humanity in a time of ascension and revelation, I don't know. Maybe we're onto something here. Yeah. I don't hate it. I always I like looking at, at the Bible through different lenses because I don't want to spoil anything, but also it's been out for a long time. And I don't think this is a huge, huge spoiler because you can kind of tell from the trailer. But take Midnight Mass, for example. Mm -hmm. What's happening in the show Midnight Mass is that a small island is overrun by vampires. That's it. Right. But because the, I guess it's not the protagonist, antagonist, because one of the lead characters sees everything through the vein of his personal religion, which has to do with God and angels, he sees what's happening to him as an angel taking over and as a spiritual experience. Right. But that's not what's happening. So I like to think of the Bible as being, we've talked about this on the show before, the men who wrote the Bible were writing from their own perspectives. Yeah. And they were believers in Christ. So yeah. when they wrote this Bible, they wrote it from that perspective, when in reality, all of these things can be seen through different lenses of spirituality or even different religions. And it can still have the same message and still, but like it's the getting to the, the desired end point of, you know, salvation that is right. where it gets like murky. Because to me, if I read the Bible as like a spiritual kind of new age hippie type person, it really is saying, you know, to give more than you take and to, mm -hmm. you know, turn your cheek when you have to and to forgive others and to right. be brothers and sisters it to really love is love one another yeah. show grace and yeah mm -hmm. and it really is just kind of attempting to get us to evolve to a point where we can survive as a species right and to be see saved. the light that's the yeah. other thing i was thinking when you kept talking about light and darkness people always use the phrase like oh i've seen the light when you know they've come out of this like straight they've been thinking the same way their entire life but then they finally received a message or met a person who like showed them the light and they were able to change their light life and change their path from there so i'm just like that really is what everyone's looking for and yeah as you said we've talked about this before where it's sort of like every religion like everyone fights and says, you know, mine is the right one. Like this is the way yours is wrong. It has caused war over religion when in the end we all just want to be saved. And we hope that, you know, we like are the best person that we can be and that like we will be taken into the light in our lives, whether that is a rapture and you go see God or you're taken away in a UFO. Like we all, <laughs> we all just want to like we go all want on the to same something thing. better. Yeah. So it's just, it, that's always been interesting to me that religion has like, 
caused actual war when it's like we're we all are really on the same page when it comes down to it but religion has yeah, caused the most war yep it's what truly it's the most war which is fascinating to think about when when you'd see like the the end goal of religion exactly yeah certainly not that i mean i love that there's like a few theories about the 144,000 it's like we don't know it like exactly what it could mean but also that number clearly has meaning. It That's seems, nuts how much it's appeared. Yeah, it seems like there is some sort of meaning behind this number, and it certainly seems that something will happen regarding this number. It's just a matter right. of, like, what is it? Yes. We could what have gotten it, it completely wrong. Could totally. actually mean that 144,000 literal extraterrestrials are going to come to Earth and whip <sighs> us into shape. Which, like, honestly, at this point, fine. Take me now. Come do Just it. Just do it. Let's go. We're ready. We need it. We Whip are ready. Uh, everyone, when you go to sleep tonight, lay down in bed and go, I'm ready. I'm and maybe ready. if enough people in this world go, we're ready, they'll show up. <laughs> but probably not because they're probably very scared of us. Um, <laughs> that is all the time we have this week for the season six premiere of ooh, Keep ooh. It Weird. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening. Um, next week, we'll be back with more End Times chat, and Lauren is actually going to be talking about what the apocalypse looks like according to some cults. Woo, we haven't done cult chat in a while. Honestly, we need an apocalypse roulette, and whoever guesses the correct apocalypse gets a prize. <laughs> that is a great idea. Who let's get it started. Right. Let's, just get, let's get the whole world in on it. So far... No one's been right, but uh, we'll get to that next week. So thank you for listening. Please consider donating to our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash keep it weird podcast. All of your donations go into producing this show and paying your two hosts so that we can continue to do this every week. There thank are you. one, five and $10 tiers and you can donate once or monthly and you get a bunch of cool stuff in return like bonus episodes and a monthly newsletter. Follow us on social media at Keep It Weirdcast across all platforms and check out our merch store at www.keepitweirdpodcast.com slash merch. And our sign off. <laughs> I know. I was looking back like over my notes, like what, super what easy could we throw and, in there? And definitely planned. And um, we definitely had it ready to go. Absolutely um, not improvised. Improvised. Uh, I kind of liked you like almost did a perfect sign off as you were wrapping up your story saying, let's all go to bed, <laughs> lay down, <laughs> close lay down. our eyes and say, we close are ready. Eyes. Yeah, <laughs> we are ready. Say it with me. Um, yeah. See, uh, fucking no shit. But also I do want to say um, again, I know we said it in the beginning, but our hearts go out to Ukraine and Honestly, our hearts go out to Russia, too, because I know that a majority of you do not want this and mm -hmm. have not voted for your leader. Um, right. And if anyone knows what it's like to have a person in power that you disagree with at every turn of the bend, I understand yes. how stressful it is. I remember waking up every single day to read the news and become more and more discouraged and um, I'm sorry that you're stuck in the middle of this really shitty situation. So and that you probably have to wake up in fear most days, and we hope that that does not last too much longer. But we, yeah, our hearts go out to all of you involved. And if you're listening, we love you so very much. We do. We love you. And uh, as always, keep, keep it, it weird. Okay. What? Okay. That's Frankie, everybody. <laughs>